There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. We're back. Welcome to Scream Queen, a podcast about scary movies from people not typically depicted in scary movies. Yes, we're back for season two. Drea, how are you in the in the interim in the between season? How'd you spend your time? Uh, uh, you know, just an abundance of just nonsense is in my head right now. Mm. I watched so much trash. Yes, yes, yes. So yes. much trash over the holidays. And we're definitely going to talk about it. I went on tour twice. I went on a book tour. I went on a, a podcast tour for yes. Food for Thought. I Doing got big things. sex injured again. <laughs> twice, actually. I got sex injured on both tours. What is going on with my right foot? You, well, you're not supposed to have sex, apparently. <laughs> yeah, 2020, no sex. I guess what had happened was um, I was driving and getting roadhead, and I accidentally hit like a gypsy, and then they put the curse on my foot that every time I had sex, it would get like injured. Like that thinner movie. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just like that. Just like that dinner shit. Um, yeah, I saw a bunch of stuff. Um, we're definitely going to be talking about it all season. I'm really excited this time because our first season, you know, um, it was more of like an evergreen content situation because we ended up recording the whole thing over the course of like one week. One week, yeah. yes. Um, but this week we're doing it week to week. So we'll actually be getting to talk about movies that are coming out the week that we record. Yeah. Which is super, um, which I'm super pumped about. And also, so we get to do, so we're going to do our, our first and third segments the way we've always done them. We get to talk about, you know, movies in the archive, but our main discussion topics is always going to be you know the kind of stuff that we're seeing right now and we're also this is going to allow us to get more feedback from you guys mm-hmm. which is what we really want we need your input we appreciate your input like we can talk shit all day mm-hmm. we have all kinds of just and stuff we to do. share oh and so, yes we will and we do but you know if you want to drop us a line please do yeah let us know um what it is that you would like us to talk about as well um and we may listen to you and we may completely disregard either way yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just so you know as always, abundant spoilers ahead. Um, Drea, why don't you tell us uh, how our act is breaking down this week? All right. So we've got our usual three acts. Act one, I'll be bringing Have Y'all Seen? And we're going to be getting into Tammy and the T-Rex or Tanny and the Teenage T-Rex. You know, because that credit sequence was a <laughs> fucking mess. They spelled her name wrong in the end credits. <laughs> and we'll be uh, meeting that up with Rawhead Rex. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's another classic of mine, favorite used to freak out my brother. Anyway, we'll get into that. Don't you wish your girlfriend was raw head like me? (laughs) Oh my God, stop it. (laughs) And then in our act two, the main discussion, we're going to be getting into HP Lovecraft adaptations, starting off with Color Out of Space, the new uh, Richard Stanley film, with another uh, over-the-top Nicolas Cage what performance. What the fuck was he doing in that goddamn movie? You know, just doing Nicolas Cage. <laughs> and we're going to follow that up with the, uh, uh, it's a based loosely on uh, another H.P. Lovecraft story, the Cthulhu. Cthulhu. So, I was just telling Dre that I did um, extensive research on the internet about how to say the name. It's not Cthulhu or Cthulhu or anything like that. It's You have to say it from the taint yes. or from, or do like kegels as you're saying Cthulhu. Yeah. Uh, but uh, underwater. <laughs> underwater is what we'll be getting into. Which we definitely planned and we totally knew that they were both, both H.P. Lovecraft. Lovecraft I knew that the whole mm-hmm. time. 100%. Yep, mm-hmm. yep sure. <laughs> and then for our final discussion, 
our Scream Queen, nominated by Tommy Teeps Pico, yes. is none other than Jennifer, Jennifer Hudson in Cats. Cats. <laughs> Get about it, because that was the scariest movie I saw last year. <laughs> and he saw it three times. I, I had to see, okay, it's for research, because this is a part of my oh, job. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's mm-hmm. why we yeah, do that. Uh-huh. And then I had to see the rowdy screening at Alamo. So here's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. If you if you are going to subject yourself to this movie, definitely catch a rowdy screening Catch at a rowdy Alamo. screening. I, uh, I saw it by myself at the Chinese theater yesterday because it was the only uh, the rowdy screenings were sold out Um, Um, but I'm going to go ahead and see another rowdy screening probably this weekend I mean just because I don't know what the fuck I saw yesterday (laughs) (laughs) hey guys so also along with this rawhead Rex uh, we're going to be raffling off a poster to anybody that's you know a a true fan like we are my brother he drew and uh, colored a custom made rawhead Rex poster that I'd love for somebody to, to own so we're, we're going to put it up on the Instagram. You can yeah, check it out. Yeah, how should we do this? We should, let's, we'll post it on the Instagram. Mm-hmm. You comment under it, and we'll choose one of the we'll commenters one of to uh, uh, give this poster to. Yeah. Custom made. Custom Bitch, made, there's y'all. only one of these. So, By Mr. Tony Washington. He's pretty dope. So, yeah. We'll and get... he's totally traumatized by this movie? Oh, completely. <laughs> yes. So it's kind of sick. Anyway. This is also part of his therapy in making this poster. <laughs> yes. So uh, get at us a Scream Queen podcast on Instagram and comment under the thing and you might just win this poster. All right. Yes. Bye. All right. Here we go. We're ready for Act 1. Drea, why don't you take it away? All right. So we're getting into Tammy and the T-Rex. Uh, if you watch the movie The Gore Cut, which you can also catch with just they just put it on Shutter like last week. Oh, um, so which is kind of a nice coincidence. I had heard about this film because of uh, Fantastic Fest. It has Beyond Fest that comes to L.A. Um, and they had a big premiere with the director and some of the cast came out. I didn't get to go to it because I was stupid. Um, and you were stoned. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I mean, that too, probably. <laughs> I was probably, yeah, looking at a blunt like, oh, I could go. Or, or I could just stay in the house. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. honestly all of Los Angeles. My experience of L.A. is like, I could go or I could just get high and watch a movie here. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I did. And I watched a really terrible, and I watched the not gore version of it, which was still very entertaining, but it's it just doesn't give you that, the shockingness of the brutality of this film. Okay, they, so, what, tell us what Tammy and the T-Rex is. Okay. So, Denise Richards and Paul Walker, a.k.a. Barbie, Barbie and Ken. They look really striking. They're beautiful. Yeah. Um, they play, uh, and also Terry Kaiser, also known as Bernie uh, oh, right. Lomax from Weekend at Bernie's. He, uh, they star in one of the most nonsensical revenge films of all time. This mm-hmm. is what I basically sum it up to be. After Tammy, uh, or Tanny, they can't get her name right. Because in the end credits, they misspelled her name as Tanny. And, and in the opening credits, it says Tanny and the Teenage T-Rex. It oh. says, yeah, but the but then when you look at the other cover, it's Tammy and the T-Rex. So anyway, um, so... After she gets Billy, played by Paul Walker, caught up in her relationship drama, he ends up getting dropped into the wild animal park by by Tammy's gangster. And I say that in quotes, gangster ass boyfriend. Yeah, he was a punk bitch. Yes. <laughs> he leaves him in the wild animal park to be eaten alive. Um, he doesn't technically get eaten like he does. and But then when you see him in the hospital, his face is fine. He's fine. I mean, no one is going to fuck up Paul Walker's face. Let us just no. put it that way. No, no, no. Um, but then they like knock his ass out and then the the whole the whole uh premise is basically to get his brain and put it in an animatronic 
Tyrannosaurus Rex, which yes. we don't know why there is a Tyrannosaurus Rex. It's just there. It's just there. Um, I found out that Stuart Rayfield, the director, says he was approached by a man who owned theaters in South America who had an animatronic T-Rex, which was going to a park in Texas. The eyes worked, the arms moved, the head moved. He had it for two weeks before it was going to be shipped to Texas. And he came to me and said, we can make a movie with it. I said, what's the story? And he said, I don't have a story, but we but we have to start filming within the month. And so I wrote the story in a week. Yeah, I mean, and it feels very much like Homeboy wrote the story in a week. Because it's like a thin, I mean, okay, so the, the, the premise aside, um, there are some really great characters, I have to say. Oh, Byron fantastic. is... Byron Black. By, <laughs> and he's gay and black. And um, the, the and where's Daishikis? Oh, God. <laughs> Questionable fashion choices. But he is, you know, he's nice. He stays complimenting people. You know what I mean? Um, the T-Rex takes a shine to him, like lifts him up, literally dusts the dirt off his shoulders and yep. says bye. <laughs> As the T-Rex is like murdering like dozens of kids at this Biting party. Biting people's heads yeah, yeah. off. And... Step, stomping on cars and crushing people and all that kind of stuff. Um, and Byron father um sheriff it, black sheriff black it's the two black characters in the film are last name black anyway but like um you know sheriff black i think like doesn't really have byron is a forget it to the highest degree you know what i mean and i love him for it and it like and it seems like his dad is pretty okay with his sexuality yeah and the main character played by paul walker he's cool with him he's denise richard's best friend but they're trying to tie in like clearly his father is still battling issues with he's like Son, we're dealing with this dinosaur issue, and then you got to bring your gay ass over here. <laughs> <laughs> and also, the father's coworkers, the other sheriffs, they oh, they're they, little. Literally, they literally near him, nearly call him a faggot, like Several every times. twenty minutes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a little bit hashtag problematic. Uh, yeah, that and it's ta- maybe the black faced doll that I spot uh, on Denise Richards' bed. There is an African. It, it, it's like an African doll, but it's a black faced doll, and yes. it's just hanging out on her bed. Dre had to tell me about that. She was like, "Did you catch the black faced doll?" And I was like, "Why?" She like, "Look, minute forty six or something like." Mm-hmm. Minute forty, minute forty, thirty, and in thirty-two seconds, then mm. there there is a blackface doll in her bed, and they don't explain it. It's just there, nice close-up shot of it, and then we continue. And then they ultimately do destroy the body of the T Rex, but the brain is safe, and then stored in like I don't know, like a like a pebble bubble fountain, like a punch bowl, or something. Yeah, yeah, scientific stuff. Yeah, don't totally one hundred percent, um, uh, like Elon Musk approved bullshit, mm-hmm. and then um, but he has a camera. That, that he could see. Okay, I'm trying well, to parse this out for like a second. Well, that's that's like that's the end. I mean, in the beginning, they do this too. They they don't explain like what the hell that how they're able to get his brain working like that. Mm-hmm. But they don't have to explain it because this movie is fucking nonsense. And in the end, Denise Richards <laughs> does a strip tease for the brain. For the brain. Um, let's what else? And I was... will say that Paul Walker does start this movie off for the first five minutes. Uh, in a crop top. In a crop top, and then he has a. They have a. A dick twist off, like there's a yes. Yeah, so when Paul Walker and Denise Richards' ex boyfriend get in their initial dust up, um, they just end up grabbing each other's dicks, and I uh, and like they keep reaching for them, and I'm just like, hmm. And Byron is like, mm, mm, mm. okay, okay. okay. <laughs> um, we have uh, a, a cameo by Efren Ramirez, also known as Pedro from Napoleon Dynamite. The he, pizza boy. He's in and out, and he, he does exactly what he's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. There's a dinosaur about to bite him, and he runs the fuck away. You know what I would have done was exactly what he did. Exactly mm-hmm. that. And then no more of me. Um, also, what came to mind? Let's see. Oh, the, <laughs> the special effects. Uh, John Carl Buechler, I hope I'm saying his last name right. This guy also, he did some really dope shit. He did Cellar Dweller. 
Ghoulies 3, Ghoulies Go to College, Troll, uh, Friday the 13th, uh, the New Blood, the one with Terry Kaiser as well, where he oh, plays okay. another nutty doctor. Okay. Uh, he's in that. Um, we The New Blood, the one, oh, the one with the Tommy one, the, and... The Carrie version. Gotcha. The one where... Oh, oh yeah. right, right. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, I mean, but <laughs> even with that said, uh, the green screen on this fucking film is mm. hilarious. Mm-hmm. The dinosaur can uh, make phone calls. There, there's they just zoom in on its hands and you just see a T-Rex <laughs> dialing numbers and then it's like <laughs> when it's running after people it's like it looks like it's about three inches tall and it's like <laughs> right, I was like is this some, what is what kind of claymation bullshit is this what is going on right now I couldn't really tell um, and you could also see that like okay so at one point and okay because I'm a pervert they have Paul Walker on the table and then they have him they are like stimulating parts of his brain so that he gets an erection and of course like because I am the hoe that I am, I watched it in slow motion because I was like, "Is this Paul Walker's oh, dick?" Yeah, yeah. But as the as the 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 um hospital gown lifts up, you can literally see somebody's hand holding like a dildo or something. So <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can totally see you with your head tilted like up under, looking trying to like under the TV. Can we see a little pee? No, none for you. Okay. Um, and also, well, what are you gonna say? I was just gonna say, are we gonna talk about the next Rex or no? Uh, yes, I just wanted to fall in this with. Uh, Denise Richards went on to do Greg Araki's Nowhere, Starship Troopers, Wild Things, one of my favorites. And then, yes, and then motherfucking Drop Dead Gorgeous, which still holds up. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, check out uh, Tanny and the Teenage Or Tammy and the Teenage Rex. Whatever. Let's talk about the other Rex then, Mm -hmm. Rawhead Rex. Okay, so let's get into Rawhead. So I grew up with this film. Really, it was a film that my oldest brother was traumatized by. Like, he just absolutely hated this monster, (laughs) which made me more inclined to love it. And to this day, I still send him gifts like middle of the night, just of fucking rawhead Rex jumping because out of shit. Because you're a chaos demon. And, you know, I do my thing. <laughs> um, so this is a Clive Barker uh, sc- screenplay directed by this guy, George Pavlo. He didn't know how to work with special effects. So that's why this movie looks like such trash. Because the, the, the um, monster costume is one piece of latex. Yeah. And they wanted to and work with like animatronics, it. but they, he didn't know how to do it. And he just didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And he didn't. And they never checked in with Clive Barker. He wrote the script and then never heard anything ever again about it. And Clive Barker hated this movie so much mm-hmm. that when he did Hellraiser, the next one, he was like, I'm not going, I have to be a part of the process as of course, much as possible. Of course. So I guess this movie is like, the, what, there's like a... Based in it, Ireland. It's in Ireland. There's like a, ru- like a ruin or, a, or like a stone f- idol, something or other that somebody knocks over, a demon comes out of it. Is that, am I getting yes, it right? Yes, there, there's, yeah, some churchgoers are trying, trying to remove some kind of a sacred stone. I don't think they realize what it is. Mm-hmm. And when they do that, then there's some lightning and then big ass rawhead Rex jumps out of the ground. Which he was supposed He's, to... I, Initially written, his name is Rawhead because his head was supposed to look like raw meat. Yeah. That is not in it anymore. He, I don't know what the fuck he is, honestly. I really don't. don't he looks like a but line, I love it. He looks like a linebacker predator type thing. Yeah. He's got that mouth. Anyway, and he goes on to terrorize this village. Um, Killing kids. And... He kills that baby. I did not expect, because I thought, I was like, okay, is this part of like the genteel 80s where they don't kill babies? But that little boy definitely got killed. Yeah. And dragged off and you see his foot or something yeah. like that. And then uh, he also has a... Uh, thing about kitchens. He doesn't like kitchens or, or kitchen appliances. There was he, a f- he spent about <laughs> five minutes just tearing up a kitchen. <laughs> yeah, tearing up a kitchen and then you just like see uncooked spaghetti just clink to the floor for way longer than you really need to. And I'm like, okay, so is this art? Like, what is this imagery They're going on right now? Shit. Yeah. Um, he doesn't kill the pregnant woman, though. No, no. He does a predator move and like just, like when he, uh, Predator sees Maria Conchito Alonso and Predator 2 is pregnant, he's like, oh, 
save the lady, save the baby, whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's what kind of what happened because Redhead Rex has a heart. Okay, I get it. Yeah, see, it's like Harry and the Hendersons a little bit. Gotcha. And he <laughs> goes on to terrorize this um, uh, Ireland, what, uh, tra- trailer park yeah, situation? It's like, yeah, it's like a, it's just all over the countryside. Yeah. Trailer parks and whatnot. And so then they eventually, like, okay, then there's like the Declan, the priest is like going crazy. And well, then- he got possessed by Raha, and so, so Raha can see through his eyes, and that way he can keep track on tabs on everybody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the dude that got his kid eaten... He discovers that in this one church that that there's a way to destroy this monster, but it takes a woman. It takes a woman to do it. So his wife has to do it. Yeah. And he didn't know. And he he literally was like, it takes Takes a a woman. woman. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes. And um, watch that movie. Yes. So, okay. Our act two, the main discussion. We are... We already knew this because we're super smart and I'm freaking brilliant. And, you know, Dre knows, like, literally everything about scary movies. Yeah, yeah. So I was just like, oh, yeah, these two movies are H.P. Lovecraft things. So Mm -hmm. let's just go ahead and do these together. I didn't find that out after the fact. (laughs) Um, So uh, Color Out of Space, um, adapted by uh, H.P. Lovecraft story of the same name. Um, After a meteorite lands in the front yard of their farm, and uh, Nathan Garner, played by Nicolas Cage, and his family find themselves battling a mutant extraterrestrial organism that infects their minds and bodies. He's transforming their quiet rural life into a technicolor nightmare. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I had seen another version of this. Uh, there's a movie called The Curse from 1987, and it's another adaptation of this. And it's like date. It's a young, uh, but he's. I don't know. It's supposed to be Nathan Gardner. It's a little kid, David Gardner, mm-hmm. and his. He basically is seeing all this shit go down, and the the meteorite hits the food. Everybody's eating the food, and nobody realizes what's going on. It's more like everybody's looking at him like he's crazy. Wait a minute, I saw that movie. Yeah, there's oh like my... a, there's like two parts to it. I think Will Wheaton might be in it. Yeah, I saw that way back in the because my yeah. my my auntie Denise like she on the res like she had she was like your auntie where she had every movie, mm-hmm. and I remember watching that movie and being scared of the drinking water after that. Yes, 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 <laughs> and apples, and yeah, uh-huh. I can't eat fruit or vegetables vegetables because that's that's why we don't eat fruit or vegetables on this podcast <laughs> and that's why i have high blood pressure anyway um i remember seeing the first creep show one of the stories is adapted from a stephen king story called weeds um and starring stephen king about a meteorite that lands to earth and starts transforming the local vegetation into like this bright green color mm-hmm. it also reminded me of last year annihilation Mm-hmm. That one is about a meteor that hits the earth and starts transforming the local flora and fauna, famously known uh, for giving pro, um, producer Alex a full on panic attack because she did not know she had she this took was, mushrooms before this was the, in the movie past days. Yeah. So you had to go and go to the theater and pick and that you couldn't buy your tickets before. And then, you know, her girlfriend was like, let's see Annihilation. It's with like Natalie Portman. It's like a space movie or something. She's like, sure. Edibles. Mm. Had the Edibles. Halfway through was the edibles hit and she had a full on panic attack. And I have to say, like this movie, I would say should have been called When the Edibles Hit because <laughs> it made me feel. Well, I remember one um, Thanksgiving, I had mushroom tea and it felt like I was being pulled apart by the wind. And that's literally how I felt in this movie. I thought, nice. I thought Color Out of Space was maybe the funniest movie I've seen so far all it, year. Tommy Chong. I mean, it's, it's a psychedelic horror movie. Like it's I mean, it's just. Uh. I don't even know what I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Okay, I, I'm gonna uh, confess I watched it bootleg. <laughs> Tommy watched it at the theater the way you're supposed to see this movie, and I will go see it in the theater. I'm gonna get uh, put my money into it, but uh, 
I still was able to understand. I, I would still could appreciate it watching it at home, and it, and it was a good quality. Like no heads were popping up in front of the screen. <laughs> <and shit. laughs> no, this isn't your mama's bootleg. This is a real good one. Yeah. Um, I I I struggled. Okay, I thought this movie was hilarious. I I struggled to find a story, but it seemed like it was more visual storytelling. It was. It's that's why you're supposed to see it in the theater because mm. it's just it's supposed to be about the sounds and being like immersed in it yeah but it's because this story is basically not supposed it it's almost impossible to tell this story is it about gentrification because they talked about how like the comet hit or the meteor hit and like um once like they got into the mind of the meteor or whatever that it was um from an alien world and it was transforming the world around it to look more like its world. And that's when I thought, is this about gentrification? Oh, Lord. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it's produced by Elijah Wood and his um, production vision. Spectre vision. Yeah. They did Mandy, also starring Nicolas Cage. Mm-hmm. Um, and Richard Stanley directed, which is, it's, I think it's his first movie since Island of Dr. Moreau. Yeah, he's been a gone for a minute. <laughs> for a long time. I mean, in an Island Doc- of Dr. Moreau, that's, a, that's one to dip out on. <laughs> um there's also it stars uh, I can't remember what his name is he plays the hydrologist yeah I, Elliot like, Knight or something like that anyway he is a f- very very pretty man and I want him to put me through a pasta machine and then I don't know make me into like gnocchi or pappardelle or penny or some shit because he is just so fine I wanted him to kill me to death <laughs> you know what I mean I wanted him to like literally strangle me to death he is so freaking cute yeah he's a cutie pie I'm trying to think what else have I seen him in yeah, nothing really. He's been American Gothic. I don't think I saw that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know him. Um, there is okay. So then, the little boy from Haunt, House on Haunted Hill, or that that Netflix show. Yeah, he play. He's in this movie. I didn't realize that was him because I only watched that once. But literally, it's just like his acting style is just having glasses. Oh, and uh, Tommy confessed that he likes this kid. Oh, my God. He's so cute. (laughs) I mean, he likes a kid, guys. People famously try to say that I don't like kids. That's not it. You say that shit, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) You let us, you let it be known on many occasions. But that little, that kid is so cute. And he didn't deserve getting fused to his mama like that. (laughs) Let's talk about his shitty brother. Oh, Oh, my God. What a punk ass. I mean, he just like kind of smokes weed. And milks alpacas like I don't know why the <laughs> alpacas were such a big part of this movie what the fuck <laughs> the alpaca well that was a tribute also to in the barn when all the alpacas fused together that was the thing right mm-hmm. there that was oh, right that was right out of the thing mm-hmm. and I was just like oh that's an obvious and ridiculous <laughs> tribute <laughs> uh, so I saw this with Lauren Wilkinson and when the mama and the baby get so the mama and the baby go out to the uh, uh, to, to the to the barn and they see all of the fused alpacas together and then like the color shoots out of them into the mom and her kid and then they fuse together and I was like Lauren are the girls fusing and she was like the girls are fusing <laughs> and then every five minutes we're like the girls are fusing um, <laughs> there's like a daughter in this who's like a Wiccan witch type character is like doing a spell when the movie opens um, and she at a certain point because everyone starts to kind of go crazy she's the person whose face you see in the movie poster uh, at a certain point she just like starts carving she gets like a um, like a box cutter and starts carving all of these like symbols yeah. into her head and, and her body and that was the part that got me oh yeah that was a lot that oh. was a lot <laughs> and then Nicolas Cage as her dad I don't know what kind of performance he was trying to do I can't the thing is like 
was he trying to do some kind of like Jack Nicholson in The Shining type of thing where he's like going mad, but like he changes his voice and it was just so ridiculous that I could not help but laugh. Then he locks his daughter in the attic with the with the the mom brother fused together to feed her to the mom brother. <laughs> and then later when he gets shot, she's like, you you shot my dad. And it's like, your dad left you in the attic to be eaten your by daddy your mom no brother. More. No, what is going on? And then like, okay, so the hydrologist comes back to like save the day, right? But he's with, like, like a state you know trooper. What? Forget all y'all well actually he should he didn't do that he should have been like that like he should all y'all. really have and then what i didn't understand is like you know the color starts erupting from the from the well or whatever and he gets this vision of this alien world but then like instead of running into the squad car and getting the fuck out of there he goes into the house and then into the basement and i'm like what is uh, what i would have done was not that yeah um I mean, I guess that's part of his the skepticism of it. Like he needs to see it, but I don't. I'm like, you're seeing there's some shit going down, and you don't need to be anywhere near that. No, get out. Was the mayor native? That woman, because oh, like her, I well, I ended up looking her up because I saw her and I was like, hmm, she looks like she could be in the community. Uh, and then <laughs> later on, she has like these bead earrings in one of the commercials. And I looked her up, and um, her name is Kiaranka Kilcher. She actually played um, Pocahontas in that 2005 adaptation with Colin Farrell. Oh, okay. Back in the day. Oh, I, uh, okay. I recognized her. I was like, why do I know your face? Yeah. And so she's like indigenous Peruvian, I believe. And um, she did what I would have done. Because like she gets out of the car and is like, what's going on here? What's happening? This is a meteor. And she's like, I'm leaving. And I was like, you and know that's what? that. That's what you do. Yeah. That's <laughs> how my character would be. You'd see me for about five seconds. For like five seconds. Like I'm not even in the movie. I'm like a footnote in the movie. Because I was you like, see you know me what? running in the distance. Miss me with this crazy uh, alien meteor bullshit. I'm good. Yeah. Um. So this came out um, this week, as the week that we're watching it, a couple of weeks ago, um, another HP Lovecraft, what would you say, IP um, came out called Underwater. Underwater. Um, So disaster strikes more than six miles below the ocean surface when water crashes through the walls of a drilling station. Led by their captain, the survivors realize their only hope is to walk across the seafloor to reach the main part of the facility. But... They soon find themselves in a fight for their lives when they come under attack from mysterious and deadly creatures that no one has ever seen. So, I mean, I sum this movie up as it's the abyss with more monsters and less plot. Um, <laughs> that's that's what it is. And bikinis. Well, we'll get to the bikini. <laughs> yes. Uh Kristen Stewart is running around in a bikini half the movie, and she's built like a boy. Mm-hmm. And there, an actual quote from the film is, you sweet, flat-chested elven creature. Oh, God. Oh, that's T.J. Miller. T.J. Miller. Mm-hmm. T.J. Oh, Miller is just basically being miserable himself. miserable character. Why did they make him do that? I don't know. The thing they is, like, him he, so stupid in the obviously movie. he's like supposed to be there for comic relief, but, but like, they, his like, jokes wrote, never hit. No, it's like somebody, they should have let him write his own jokes. It may, maybe that would have improved it, maybe. Maybe. Um, so he's just, T.J. Miller's just in there being T.J. Miller, which is just like weird and like, unfunny and at least like you know when he's in stuff like um i don't know deadpool as the comic relief that makes more sense because like the world of that movie is like literally more funny Mm -hmm. but in like underwater which is funny but not funny (laughs) haha i was just trying to i was trying to figure out like the what his character was supposed to be doing and it was just useless um yeah it was just it was an afterthought like yeah, it didn't work at all. He, they was, also, just, he was just there, uh, making really, like, just jokes that not one of them hit. Yeah. And also, like, the literally kill the black man first yeah, in 2020. But, yeah, well, no, no, not the first kill. 
Well, the, the other the, people the, we don't we can't really see them. But no, you see you see like three bodies that are dead before them. There's a full this movie opens up like from the get go, like half the crew gets killed. Mm-hmm. So that's why I don't consider him being the he is the first kill we actually see. See the characters of, actually of the characters dying, that we know. But we but we kind of witness that the half the crew dies right there in the beginning, and but, and then his his explosion is so beautiful it's, I mean, it's so fucking listen, cool you know like we have seen so many between us so many scary movies and i haven't seen somebody die quite like that yeah because like they're, Cause they're i was under- starting to fall asleep and then uh that woke me up <laughs> yes <laughs> so like what happens is like they're like pressurizing and repressurizing um they're like um underwater suits they have these apparatuses and like they're not like they're they're these suits aren't really built for how low they've gone. Yes. So they don't know what's going to happen. And there was a there ends up being a crack in his helmet as they're pressurizing and that just blows up his head. Yeah. In a implodes. Instant. Yes. Yeah. And and so like the blood just hits the glass of his um and it looks like head headpiece. And it looks really cool and yeah. everyone is like freaked out. This okay. Not a great movie. Did have really great death scenes. Uh, I thought T.J. Miller getting pulled out of his underwater suit through like the tear or whatever, like he like literally. Well, gets again, it was through. more blood in the suit, and you don't see what's happening. You just and at this point, you're kind of you've seen monsters, so you mm-hmm. know what's tearing them apart on the mm-hmm. other side. It's more of the the noises and and the not knowing that makes it so terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when her mentor gets like. <laughs> um, like scuttled to the surface and he yeah. like and he his he's pressurizing too fast and he like it like blows up in like a sphere of water mm-hmm. that was pretty cool i thought that was pretty cool again yeah implodes and they i thought they got well my my dad he's uh he used to do hyperbaric chamber testing so mm-hmm. my dad did what they do like he used to live under the water he's an aquanaut oh really yeah really uh, but uh so i know my dad's gonna fucking love this movie to certain like but he's also gonna be like well that's not accurate and that i don't know about this that apparatus and that this doohickey was uh, it for military was it drilling what was for for the navy yeah. okay cool wow yeah. i did not aquanaut yes Ooh, but, that sounds sexy uh so i was watching it like because i love the abyss and that's one of our favorite movies um so i it was the abyss with some dope ass fucking monsters mm-hmm. and the it's all worth it for freaking Cthulhu. 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 Uh, it's all worth it because it looks so fucking good. Like, I don't know who did that freaking uh, the CGI for that dude, but it was awesome. Like I it, it like made me I was scarred. Mm. I was a little scarred. A I little lo- scared. Yeah, I liked it. <laughs> I like I liked it. I was not expecting. OK, so the the. Cthulhu, Cthulhu, creature is a Lovecraftian um, invention, which is supposed to be like some kind of like dragon, octopus, yeah, it's like part man. man. Yeah. yeah. So initially, when we see the creatures in underwater, they're more human like, mm-hmm. um, and and as they're as as um, the last the, as the survivors make their way to this the other station underwater uh, in the Marianas Trench, seven miles down, um, we see them kind of like hibernating, and what we don't realize is like they're inside the skin of a large a much larger massive creature that's as big as the underwater station mm-hmm. um you know i don't know what this was about if it was about environmentalism because at a certain point homegirl was like not the christmas super the, the like the mixed girl was like we've taken so much from the earth and the earth is taking it back and i was like <sighs> well uh i got a quote from a guy named on a plugged in his name is bob hoos uh he basically he said Underwater skips exposition altogether and leaps with video game like glee into its deadly high pressure destruction. The result? Underwater is a deep sea pick with no depth. 
Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's a little waterlogged, I yeah, would say. A little bit. Mm-hmm. There's a whole lot of nonsense in the in the in the middle that just could have been picked up so much better. Uh, it's like if you're going to start a movie off with that much action, you have to keep the momentum. Mm-hmm. Up. And if you're going to drop it down, like, I mean, there it's it's has to be structured properly. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no connection to any of the crew. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck about any of their backstories. Nobody, like, and they shoehorned those backstories in. So Christian Stewart has like some kind of like a husband or something. And then like the the the, the, the captain there's a love has like story a dead going daughter. on that we don't give a shit about. Halfway that we're supposed through, to save these two people. All of a sudden, two people are in love. And Chris, like, there's like the man who's knocked out and then the... Um, uh, the mixed lady and Kristen Stewart and Kristen's like you love him and she's like yeah and it's like that's cool we have to keep dragging yeah, him we- and it's like what what how did all, all, how do you I don't even I don't know where that came from but I did feel like I recognized that lady somehow um, and her name is Jessica Henwick she's a Zambian English father and a Chinese Singaporean mother she's one of the Sand Sisters in Game of Thrones the one with the whip um I'm trying to remember I'm sure if I saw remember that, when they go talking. to Dorne and they have those three sisters and like that Martell dude who was seriously fine and like oh, his lady yeah, yeah, yeah. and she has those three oh, daughters. Yeah, yeah. She's the one with the whip. Oh shit! Yes, okay, cool, cool. yes. I, I mean, I recognize her from somewhere. Yeah, those that was they were badass. That was probably like one of the best things about Game of Thrones, and they fucked that all up. Mm-hmm. Um. So basically, yeah, it was uh, I, I, I again I. I'm here for some monsters. Mm-hmm. I'm here for some underwater action. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not really here for uh, little, you, <laughs> like all the bikinis. I, I, so fighting monsters in bikinis, <sighs> you can't do it. Yeah, You got titties flying everywhere. <laughs> like that should be okay. Or not titties. Or not titties. <laughs> um, but it's like, you know, what if something hits you in the crotch? Like it, it's still, that hurts girls too. Yes. Like, come on. Well, what the thing is, um, as they're getting into the underwater suits, Kristen Stewart's like, she tells the other, she didn't tell anybody else. She tells the other girl, take your pants off. You can't fit them in the suit. We have to be in our underwear only or whatever. So then when they're actually around outside in the station they're just wet in their undies and it's uh-huh. like oh god come on now and they try to even it out because tj miller gets naked too but it's like i don't and, and, and there's like hole and he makes a comment like oh there's holes in my underwear like well, we don't care about that tj just <laughs> get out of here with that so yeah that i was kind of wishing that because like in the beginning i was trying to figure out what this what was what was going to be happening in the world of this movie so we start out and Kristen Stewart is like she saves like a spider in this underwater thing and in in, in the space station or the the underwater station and then there's like expository dialogue um, voiceovers where she's talking about um you know, being this low for that, being underwater for that long, you, you know, your head could start playing tricks on you. And so then I was like, oh, are, are they setting us up for some kind of like psychological thing where, you know, three quarters of the way through, we realized it was like um, all a delusion because like of she's been kind of going crazy or something like that. Nope, that was completely abandoned. Yeah. Um, and then we don't get uh, like that expository dialogue again until the very, very end when she like sacrifices herself in the station to like kill this thing. Yeah. But it was just like, I thought it could have been a much more interesting movie if they had kind of woven that psychological aspect of it yeah um do you remember that what was it like how like 30 meters down or something like that that shark movie with the girls who go under to like in the cage mm-hmm. and they're like they they one of their um i think air tanks gets compromised and so they have to like share one mm-hmm. and um i never saw it but. it turns out that, that they're getting a little bit too much nitrogen and so at the end it's revealed that most of the movie was a delusion because one of the girls had had too much nitrogen or something like that and it's like that was a that, that was a cop out but like it could have actually been explored in this movie i thought that in, a, in another way um another thing that i thought about was like if it was sort of revealed that the character was like maybe in the godzilla universe 
Mm-hmm. And this had turned out to be like a covert Godzilla film the whole time. I thought that could have been fun. That could have been fun. Mm. You are looking very uh, suspicious right now, but I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it could have been cool. Mm. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, we've survived all the way to Act 3. And here we go with our Scream Queen of the Week. Our first Scream Queen of Season 2 is yes. uh, J-Hud and Cats. Ooh. Now, <laughs> there were so many scary things about this film. First of all, the roaches. Rebel Wilson eating the roaches. Rebel Wilson having a cat suit over her cat suit. The suits. mice with children's faces. The mice with kids' faces, who she was going to in definitely a, eat later. In a folk band or whatever the fuck they whatever were Whatever that jam band ass shit was. Um, uh, Rebel Wilson has a, did you already say she has a cat suit over the suit? But, um, and then Judy her, Dench. her real skin, though, is bedazzled. Uh, uh, anyway. Judy Dench wearing another cat fur over her cat fur. She has, yeah, I think she's collected all her hairballs and formed them into a fur coat and then she <laughs> she's wearing them around the rest of the film um, um it just looking like i don't know creature from the black lagoon what was going on with that whole he thing he had a jacket on then the jacket comes off and he's basically just i mean he looked pretty good and i mean I'm like, okay you know i would let him but scratch his, my innards out i would let him shred me like pulled pork like you know what i mean maybe <laughs> um yeah i i've tommy saw this three times i just i've had to catch a screening like a uh, last minute yesterday. I plan on going to see it again. I'm going to go see a rowdy screening at the Alamo like tomorrow because it's worth it. So let's talk about J. Hud as Grizabella, yeah. the outcast cat. She looks raggedy. They didn't need to do her like that. No, <laughs> the makeup. The, oh, it's like y'all didn't even. I, it's like they're, they're using CGI, but when they do close up of her face, it's just like white makeup oh, smeared, Lord. like gray makeup smeared on her fucking face. It's a hot mess. They had her like ears all scratched up. I don't, she was crawling. <laughs> well, okay, so they all, they walk around on two feet most of the time, but then when they walk away, they all get down on fours. And so, so she's leaving, and they like go back to the alley, bitch. And, <laughs> and then she like crawls away. She like gets and she's like crawling away, all sad and dramatic, and turning back and looking at everybody and crawling away. Like they but stole it's like her she's kitty drag- treats or something. Yeah, you but know she's what like mean? dragging herself across the floor. Um, but she was the saving factor, saving grace of this whole movie. I mean, she did have the only, well, okay. There's like two, three good songs. <sighs> I have to say, and this is not something that I'm, um, admitting lightly. I liked that McCavity song, even though it was sang by Taylor Swift. Oh. McCavity, McCavity. I couldn't, I couldn't get past her, her non-dancing. They made her, and you're right, they did make her look thicker. She is not thicker, like, she's not thicker than a snicker, and she was looking thick. <laughs> and it, she is the only cat with ditties. Yeah. Uh, well, Rebel. Mounds. Rebel. Well, a little bit, but like, I feel like that must have been in her contract somewhere where she was like, all right, but I get titties. Yeah. So. And you, but you still can't dance, bitch. Like, you could, <laughs> you should have put it in your contract to have a little rhythm. That would have made, <laughs> that would have worked. I mean, don't write checks you can't cash. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're going to give Taylor Swift mm-hmm. rhythm. <laughs> it was a mess. 
Um, they did go to cat school. So I saw a uh, uh, trailer, yeah. Uh, Jason Derulo um, uh, interview on the just Kelly Clarkson no show. To, just say no to Derulo. Mm, Jason Derulo. Uh, <laughs> he demonstrated some of his moves and he just looked like Kitty Stripper. His like, song was horrible in the movie it made me I, i've never frowned so much <laughs> in my life i i felt my face i'm like oh my god my face hurts from <laughs> frowning like this is and then but somebody came in right after that and saved it i'm trying to remember who came in right after uh oh it, i think it was james corden some something some other song followed that up and it like it so i was like okay thank you for just saving that mm-hmm. not that horrible nonsense mm-hmm. it wasn't on rhythm mm-hmm. it, it was just like and then uh, then that motherfucker's talking about oh they they took out they my airbrushed bulge. my my bulge and then they took my my bulge off of instagram like nobody wants to see your bulge <laughs> but uh jay jay they did her dirty um, but in the end, she prevails. I mean, she sings "Memories," which is like that's the that's the song that everybody thinks about when they think of cats. And she yeah. definitely was loud. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she was. <laughs> bitch was loud. She was loud. Um, I've heard I, most people tell me they cried uh, about at that. Most uh, people tell me they cried. I, I I thought it was touching, but I was too perplexed by the whole movie to really feel <laughs> things. I definitely felt like I was on drugs. Um, I I it, did I, a little I, drugs before I went. <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't. It was just like not enough. I was didn't like, I think I need the flavor of the film. It well, it just made me sleepy. You know, I just, <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, and then I saw so I, I got into like a contemplative state where I was just like really like, I was just really taking the movie and the whole time I like, oh, and I was thoroughly entertained the whole time. Ian McKellen was famously they did just him dirty lapping. Too. Oh, he looked raggedy as well. Yeah. But he was like lapping milk out of a bowl and hissing the whole time and, and bumping was, into walls. Oh God, they they made him senile. Yeah, I was like, you don't have to do Ian, McK- Sir Ian McKellen and Dame Judi Dench like that. Also, I just want to say that you know, in this world, cats have shoes, cats have rings. Some of them walk on two feet. Some of them, you know, they, they got feet, they and, got bedazzled, yeah. whatever. And nobody has a tissue. For Jay Hud's nose, because she was just look at that. weeping from I her legit, nose the whole time. I can't. That's the that's the kind of stuff that grosses me out in movies, <laughs> like real spit and like anything, like any snot. I was I remember I just closed my eyes and just listened to her saying, "I was like, I don't want to see that snot on your face." She was CG le- that shit. Mama out. was leaking. It's like somebody just hop on set, <laughs> get that shit off. It's, that's like I believe the Viola Davis school of acting is yeah, the, the nose leakage. Not. <laughs> yes, that's a how did I how to get away with murder, freaking. She stays with some, fences, some, like <laughs> snot of the nose. As dramat, dramatic. Yes, and so then, um, I guess the premise of the movie—if we want to say there's a premise at all—the thing is, it was based off of because I'm a poet, I know it. Uh, it was based off of T.S. Eliot's book of cats, something, something cats, um, which were a series of poems. That I think he wrote to like his nephew or something like that, never really intending them to be published. Uh huh. They're and, word and for word. <laughs> So they're word for word the text of the movie that Andrew Lloyd Webber then t- put to music and then made very very horny, very horny, very horny. Oh, it's very ASMR-y in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I was uh, that's another reason I got. I was like, wait, I'm not supposed to. Uh, do I? Is this sexy? <laughs> <laughs> you feeling some rumbles in the jungle? A uh, little bit. Oh, it's, just in the, it's like a tickle in my ear. I'm like, ooh, like what the hell is that? <laughs> is that the edible or am I horny? <laughs> and they actually uh, yeah. added a character to give it more plot. Mm-hmm. This thing was plotless. 
But apparently, you know, I guess with the with the character that they added, she is like the avatar for us in the whole thing, like orienting us to this world of all these cats. And you know, there's like a jellicle ball every single year where they choose one cat. Jellicle, jellicle, jellicle. What the fuck is a jellicle? Jellicle is a term invented by T. S. Eliot, which means uh, I don't know, like a happy cat, a jellicle cat. I just I don't appreciate that he's just talking like this is normal talk. <laughs> this is not. There's nothing to pick up on. I mean, clearly, I mean this has lasted as long as it has because there are some truly sick people out there. <laughs> and I mean, that Broadway play is one of the most successful plays of all time. Yeah, it was like that. It like revived the musical. Yeah. It was like responsible for everything that came out. Phantom of the Opera, Evita, all that kind of stuff came up after Cats because of how successful it was. And... Um, they it's just they choose one cat to euthanize every single year. I mean, Jane Hutt is being taken to the <laughs> she, sun. She, she gonna die. descends into the sun to blow up. Yeah, she's that, gonna die. She ain't, there ain't no new life over there. No, 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 she no. She looked real cute. Uh, yeah, no, us, they were, ascending. They were, they were, Grisabelle, we're putting you out of your misery, girl. <laughs> we're taking you to the vet. <laughs> like, you're going to the glue factory. But she's myself. still our final girl. I mean, she is. She made it to, and we don't know what happened to her. Allegedly. Uh, allegedly. Allegedly, we don't know what happened to her because the movie ends and she's still alive. So that's why she's our screen queen this week. Um, but then <laughs> Judy Jen she like breaks the fourth wall and she's like and if you find a jelly I was like I can't when that process bit, I, and I had my eyes closed and then I look at him I'm like wait why is this bitch talking to me <laughs> <laughs> is this have I officially broken my own brain right now like is this really happening um, that was one of the benefits of seeing it the rat and I could not I was like when is this shit gonna end <laughs> I was like okay it's gonna end now it's gonna end now oh truly oh. it lasted for fucking ever <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my immediate res- uh, response I just text I'm like I don't I saw that movie. Um, I don't know what I just saw. <laughs> I loved it though. Uh, and I was like, that's I love the shit out of this movie. Because you're sick. A little bit. You are sick. Not not as not as sick as some. Listen, I recognize my my issues. <laughs> I recognize them. Okay. Okay. I am not in denial. So I'm just going to turn my iPad Pro this way so that you know, it's just I'm protecting my child from you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, but yeah, J, J- Hud. We appreciate you. We salute you. You're our first green queen this season. And uh, no more snot on the face. No, just get get a tissue. Get some <laughs> toilet tissue. Thank you. <laughs> Scream Queen is produced by Alexandra De Palma and Domino Sound. With theme music by Doc Allison. I am Tommy Teebs Pico. You can find me at Hey Teebs, H-E-Y-T-E-B-S on all relevant social media. And I'm Drea Washington. You can find me at Hey Girl Hey. That's H-E-Y-G-R-L-H-E-Y on Instagram. You can find us at Scream Queen Podcast on Instagram and at ScreamQueenPodcast.com. In the scary movie of your life, you better Scream Queen! you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment look younger feel like you add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with juvederm voluma xc reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with juvederm volure xc 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.